0: Okay, here we go. Let's get started. Okay, so we're going to talk about, I don't know, I never know what to title these things. So, <laughs> the fact that I title it Why something. You I don't know, yeah, it's fun. I, know, I, I title it, and then when I actually it give it, them. I usually change the title when I post right. it because I, you know, I don't know, whatever. But, uh, anyways, I think it's an appropriate title for a conversation. We baruch Hashem, we are now a part of Yeshiv. You have the opportunity to learn about our very good friend, Yosef Atsadik. And a lot Yosef is a really ya- Yaakov is really interesting. I um, mean, Yosef is like really interesting person. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot, a lot to learn from Yosef. And so what we're going to do today is I saw actually an approach. We'll, we'll quote something from it from from, from Nachum at the end here. But like th- there's a lot of pieces here to things I've noticed about Yosef about the story of Yosef for a long time, and something Nachum said that kind of like brought it to life for me a little bit. So we're going to do a lot of um, learning the text today, but we'll do what we usually do also. That's a (laughs) start. But Yaakov goes and he's living in the place where his father lived. And Eretz Kanaan, finally, after leaving for 20 years, 22 years, he finally comes back. He's living in Eretz Israel, And everything's good. And Rashi tells us, don't look at the, the next Rashi. But Rashi says, Ratzah Yaakov Leishiv B'Shava. Yaakov just wanted to relax. And Sadiqum don't get to relax. We don't get to relax. So what happens? told us <laughs> Yaakov Yosef Ben ben Asrei Shana, Yaakov Eretz V'unar Esbdei Vilha V'esbdei Zobar so what happened? So Yosef... So first of all, we're going to tell you all about the toldos of Yaakov. So what should be the next list? Yeah, it should be 12 people that are listed. And who's listed? Just Yosef. Only Yosef. Okay, so that's already a little bit of a... like a warning sign. What's happened? Why are we mentioning just Yosef? Okay. What are we told about Yosef? That's kind of a funny thing to say. What does that mean? He's... He is a NAR. So what is a NAR? He's a, is, that's his age? He's a little naive in a sense. Ah, maybe he's like young. Very good. So mm-hmm. Rashi's is actually going to say just that. Him being NAR isn't about his age. Right now, about being an, a Naira, for example, right? <laughs> when Shafa became a Naira. But the, but the Nar is probably not telling us how old he was, as much as telling us something about his personality, right? So take a look at Rashi, actually. I wasn't going to go there yet, but you brought it up again, so let's go there right away. Take a look source number two. Says, right. It doesn't mean that he was, how old he was, but he was acting immature, right? He starts to, right? Anyone who has boys who become like, they go from being like eight or nine, when like their hair doesn't matter that much, and then they become like 11, 12, 13, and all of a sudden, want they want gel. <laughs> and if they, if they get a little more, more, a little more sophisticated, they start to learn about clay, Right, which doesn't make it shine as much. As I'm telling you, I'm like all in this now, right? Oh, okay. So like, there's like, right? And they start to look, and that, right? That's not so That's appropriate at a certain age, right? To be like starting to care about how you look. But there's something about Yosef that he is, sounds like the Torah is, at least according to Rashi, and it's and on Medrash, emphasizing a little bit this aspect of himself. But what about Bedzikunim? I mean, Binyamin was younger. Ah, good. Binyamin is a more shadowy figure. Correct, correct. So we're going to have to see. So let's see. So, he, so and, and what he's been talking about, Saro he's fixing his hair, Mishimimash, enough. he's lying on his eyes, whatever, like that's one that they, they would do, they would put eye makeup, whatever. In order that, he, he should look nice. Yosef sees something about himself and he is kind of into it. Right? He's kind of into the fact that he is the way he looks. Okay? And what happens? The Yosef be called Right? And Yaakov Loves Yosef the most Ki ben zikunim lo, because he is the Ben Zekunim, he's the child of his old age, which is interesting because so is Binyamin. We find that actually Binyamin has this element too, right? Binyamin also gets given this sort of Ben Zekunim treatment a little bit. Whether that's fair or not fair is going to be a conversation for a different time. Yeah, I'm going to get into We talked about uh, that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if Yaakov, not, of course, Binyamin is more compromised, he grew up without his mother, without his mother, yes, correct. So Yosef. Is the Ben Zikunim? He's the oldest of the favorite wife, also right? Uh, what does Yaakov do? He gives him this special, this special clothing. Fine, um, fine. But the but look at look at Rashi Ben Zikunim. So Ben Zekunim, why do we call him Ben Zekunim? So Shenolad Lola naso. So the simple shot is he's born when he's older, right? Because Yosef is the 11th child. Right? He's born towards the end. But Unklos tear game, lay. lay. He's like his the son of his Chachma, Khomasha Laman Mishem Vever Masarlo. There's a certain element of Yosef, wasn't just that he was happened to be the son of the, of, of the favorite wife. It's not that he was the just the son of the you know the youngest you know you know close to being the youngest child, right? But there's something about him that makes Yaakov decide he's gonna he's gonna give him special treatment. He's gonna teach him in a certain way. Right? He's gonna give over whatever misora he gets from Shem ve'iver, which is not in the Torah, obviously. That's a medrash. But he gets over this this certain misora that he has to pass down. We know he has a misora to pass down from his father, that's for sure, right? And he somehow Yosef is the person who gets that. Treatment, right? As is not so unique, we find in every hi, we find that you're good, you're good, you're good. we find in every um, in every one of these stories, there's one child that gets sort of like is the chosen one a little bit, right? Who's going to be given the right? We all know that we're all the chosen one in our families. Um, I am in mine. Um, kidding, I'm um, kidding. Right, we all feel like that, but um, but there's something more here than just that he's handsome. And there's something more, I think, to be said here than just, we're also about Yaakov Avinu, more than just that he, you know, Yaakov likes him because he's Rachel's son. Right? There's something, and, and the Medrash is picking this up, there's something more there that Yaakov sees about Yosef that he has chosen him for special treatment. We can argue that maybe it's too much, Right? But I think we could also argue, right, that all of us treat all of our children, hopefully, differently, right? We all, we all treat our not not that we choose one over the other, but each child gets a little bit of a different treatment, right? Whenever, like, I, I have feel very strong feelings about this idea that, like, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever, uh, about, about, like, when we choose schools for our children, for example, right? So the idea of, like, I have to send all of my, I chose this school, so all my kids have to go to that school. That, I think that's ridiculous. Thank you fresh. I think that's ridiculous. I think that's ridiculous, right? Because, I don't know, all of my children are different. And they're all going to need different, th- that might mean the same school for each kid. It may not mean the same thing for each school. And that's okay, you know, and that's actually good parenting, right? To know that each child's different. So for sure what's happening, again, I'm not saying that Yaakov makes no mistakes in this process. But what's, what's clearly happening for Yaakov, right, is that he sees something different in this Yosef. Right, there's something different about him. And that's why he treats him differently. Right? Yosef himself, and, and by the way, so first of all, Yaakov treats, and, and by the way, Davar last thing that Rashi points out, Davar Shahaya Ziv Ikonin, Shelo Domelo. That they look the same. Okay, Yosef looked like Yaakov more than the other kids. What does that mean? It doesn't mean it to mean anything. But what does it probably mean if Chazal are telling us that? They're not telling us historical fact. What are they telling us? Okay, okay, or and or and what is Hazal doing by making him look? Did did Yosef necessarily look just like Yaakov? Maybe, or they just were on the same path. They're in the same There's something about Yosef that follows Yaakov, there's something about him, right? And you can't even put your finger on it necessarily, right? So Hazal himself is like, well, he was the youngest, well, he decided to teach him, well, he looked like him, he was right. He's the son of the favorite, favorite wife. There's like something going on with this kid that makes Yaakov feel different about Yosef. It's interesting right? that the first Rashi is t- something negative. The second one's like, like he's say, he, it's saying he's, he Good. likes the way he looks and puts on makeup and then he's like, yes. oh, he sees something special in him. It's not well. What? Well, like how about this? something well, put the two Rashi's together? We see something special. Yaakov certainly saw something special in Yosef. And how does Yosef respond at a young age? Right? If you, right, we, we, this is a different issue in parenting, right? It's like, how much do we focus on self-esteem in our kids? And how much do we focus on humility for our kids, right? And I think humility is a, is a midah that's much harder to work on when you're young. I even had a rabbi when I was in yeshiva and I was in Israel, who said like, humility is a wonderful mida, He said, not now. I was 18. He said, not now. Right now you got to work on self-esteem. You have to feel good about yourself. Feel good about yourself. And then we can get, the humility we'll, we'll, we'll get to, we can't let that go, right? But, if we, but typically, if I feel really good about myself, and I know who I am, as you mature, the humility can come. If I don't feel good about myself, I don't know who I am, I don't know what, what, that I have value, so then the humility is going to not come anyways, and it's going to end up being self-deprecating and worse, and, and, and it's much more difficult, right? So in a certain sense, it's like the beginning of this process here is, Yaakov is, like, seeing this special thing in Yosef, and he's pumping him up, and what's the, the, the symbol of that pumping him up? The Ketanah basim. The Ketanah basim is, like, the, the, probably, I don't want to say, I, be careful, right? It's still Yaakov Avinu. But we might say, the way overboard, right, like, taking this, like, a little bit, maybe too far, right, is this, this special coat, which is his way of displaying just how special and unique he thinks Yosef is, Right? And Yosef is like, yeah, yeah, you know, and he feels really good about that. And when that goes to his head a little bit, what does he do? He's, you know, making himself look good and he's right. So there's a certain element to like, like yikes, you know, you know, uh, you know, slow your roll a little bit, but at, the same, but at the same time, there's like this positive sense maybe that Yosef is starting to recognize that he's special, okay? Kind of both happy at the same time. Well, who doesn't like that? The brothers don't like that. But but what's the next example that the Torah is going to give us of how just how special Yosef is? Continue the story, right? Vayurachav. So the brothers the brothers uh, hate his guts. That's valid. They can't talk to him. They can't. They can't even speak to him. It's, they hate his guts. But hey, what happens next? Oh, now Joseph has dreams. And he tells his brothers, and what do they do? They hate him guts even more, right? And he tells them, "Listen." And I didn't put the whole stories in here, right? The two dreams with the sun and the moon and the stars bowing down to him, with the wheat in the field, and they all bow down to him, right? He has these dreams, these nevuos of him being the king. So on the one hand, it's like, excuse me, Yosef, like that's that fits in the vuhunar camp, right? Well, just but it, even tell them. Right, uh, yes, that's it. Good. Yeah. So are the dreams the Hunar camp? No, the dreams are the, right? He's a special guy. This is a special guy. Look at the dreams he's having. Look, look at it. Look what kind of person he is. Right? That's like, wow, special. The problem is he hasn't gotten it together yet. It's all this raw material all mixed up. So what does he do with it? He does what any, any, uh, some children would do, which is... Hey guys, look what I did! Look what I got! Look how special I am! And they hate his guts for that. You know what's so interesting is that we're always told that like, oh, age is so different in the Torah and biblical times, and now and it's so different, and we can't. Seventeen, and it uses that that age seventeen, 17 year, and seventeen in twenty twenty two it's seventeen. It's not just seventeen year olds. Yeah. Yeah. It's really crazy. It's which, which, by the way, hundred years seventeen year olds. Well, which, by the way, which, by the way, may not have been appropriate for seventeen then. Maybe, maybe we that's part of the reason, grandpa, maybe that's right? the reason yeah. why the hate yeah. hey his got so much. Cause by 17, you're like 35 mm-hmm. and you should have it uh, whatever. Yeah. And you should have it together more. Maybe, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just playing up as advocate, right? Maybe 17 here. This is our 17. I it wasn't their 17. I feel like that's part of the reason they're so bad annoyed at him. Now, Cause they like, I'm when they're 86. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> like, we're still like being sacrificed. At right. we yeah. It's a fair point. But the bottom line is. Just as like sort of an intro to this story, right? Is that th- this, is what's start- this is what's happening with Yosef. There's clearly something very special about him. Yaakov, oh, and, and what's, the, what's the, the, the kicker in the beginning of this story? Oh, I didn't bring the... Ra- uh, I didn't bring it. Okay? Look, what happens? Look at the last Pesach. His brothers are, are, are jealous of him. But his father, right? He kept it. He held it on. He holds on to this. He watches all this bickering. He says, "Okay, Yosef." And, and by the way, before he does, before that, what does he say to Yosef? "Havonavo." It's not true. I, it couldn't be me and your mother bowing down. Right? Like the story of the son of the moon who starts. Sun and the stars. Son of the moon are clearly Yaakov and Rachel. He says, "That's not possible," right? And he kind of poo-poo's it, right? He says, "It's not true." Right? Why does he do that? Look at Rashi, source number three. Havonavo. Your, mother, your mother's already died, Yosef. He knew, Yaakov knew who this was. This is referring to Bilha, right? because She grew up in her house, right? But the point is, right, but what was happening? Skip a few, a few words. Right? What happened? Yaakov, what does he have in mind? He's, he's just trying to make peace, basically. Right? Right? Is it the whole? Just like just like this part about your mom is not true, so the whole thing is not true. Even though really, what do we know? And he mentioned this earlier. that Chazal tell us from here. This is how you know that every dream has some nonsense in it. Right? But then what's the next piece? What does it mean that that Aviv Shamar Shadavar says Rashi? Right? Yaakov knew. He knew that Yosef was. You know, kind of mixed up here, and he was like trying to work this out and try to deal with all of his his hosts. And on the one hand, he's so special, and he wants him to know that he's special, and he's bechazik him to be special. Uh, you know, at the same time, he recognizes that like this is not. And anyone who says right that that Yaakov had no idea that the brothers didn't like him, right? That the, he didn't know like what do you mean? You didn't realize that the brothers were going to be annoyed at him, etc. This this is exactly the point. Havonavo. That's what Rashi says. He did know. He knew what was going on, right? And he's trying to make shalom here a little bit. We mentioned, I think, a couple of years ago, the idea that when he tells him, go, go find shlomo HaChech right that what he's telling him is like, go, go make Shalom, right? Go make Shalom, right? He was telling him to go. He knows what's happening here. Right? Yaakov is aware. Um, and he's trying, to, he's trying to, to hold all the balls in the air at the same time. Right, he's trying to feel. On the one hand, I have to be chizik to my son. I want him to feel special. On the other hand, I want him to be more special than the other kids. I have to give the kid time, you know, time to the other kid. I don't know if it sounds familiar to anybody else. Right, like you, you need to be here for this one who needs extra attention, but that one then feels ignored. And like, how do I balance it all? Right, there's a lot of what's going on now for Yaakov. Right, it's what goes on for all parents. Right, trying to figure out how to manage all this, and this kid is special and he's unique and he sees that in him. And I think he's trying to navigate it, and Yosef is also trying to navigate it. And what's fascinating is that we're going to see as Yosef continues in his life, you continue to see him try to navigate himself, right? So then he gets sent. Good. He's, he's gone. And now once he's sent to Mitzrayim, he has to figure this out for himself now, right? He, he's no longer the favorite son, right? He goes in that place of ketona's pasim, favorite son, I'm the best, thrown in the pit, literally, drops down, right? And sent down to Mitzrayim. Right, He's sent downwards, and that imagery of being sent down is actually not not uh, random. When when Yehuda, the next a- after he gets sent sold to the Mitzrayim, the next story is about Yehuda, which we haven't actually we've never talked about. I Maybe mean, we'll do that next year. But the story of Yehuda, what is the language that talks about Yehuda afterwards? Is Yehuda <laughs> Yehuda goes down from his brothers. Why does he go down? And Rashi picks up right there that what he had fallen in his. Stature with his brothers. Why? Because it was his idea to sell Yosef, right? And they said they say to him basically afterwards, like if you would have told us not to, we would have would have listened to you. And and so and what? And and the next story is source number four. Yosef who Rad Mitzrayim. Yosef gets sent down to Mitzrayim. I don't think that's random. What's the language of Hurad? Yosef has kind of been knocked off his high horse, right? And now he is no longer the favorite anything. And he is a slave. But he gets out of Ah, so what happens? So now let's read the next part of the story. <laughs> let's read the next part of the story. Ready? It's it's a am- this is why this is why I think this time my my title is pretty good. Okay. <laughs> we just did the rise of Yosef, and we just did the fall of Yosef, right? <laughs> and now what? And now I know it's all, it's all in my it's all in my own head. Okay now look, the story continues, okay? We're taking you through a lot of the parts this week. Sometimes we focus on one Pasuk, this week we're going to focus on almost the shama. So he's bought by Potiphar, who's some type of, you know, he's the butcher of the king. And then, then the Torah tells us, What word comes up? A lot of times in that Passock. Okay. That's, weird, that's weird, right? What happens? Hashem is es Yosef. What does that mean? Vaihi Hashem et Yosef. How would you translate that? Yeah, you would say Hashem is with, with Yosef, sort of. Ish Masliach. Yosef now becomes successful. Vayhi, based on Amitri, and he is in the house of his master, the Mithri. Okay. And, and his master sees that what? That Hashem is with him. Okay, Don't tell me Rashi. How does, Hashem, how does his master know that Hashem is with him? Because he was died just a minute ago. And now he's out? Is that how? I don't know. I'm just saying it's a funny thing to say. Oh, he's not out yet. He's still in <laughs> He's a slave right now. Oh, he's still in his And the master sees Hashem's with him. And everything that he does Hashem helps him out. How does, like sure. said, right? How does he know that? What Alana said. How does he know everything that? Everything he does is like successful. It's like a micro okay. You know, it's like everything he does for him is successful. So all, he wasn't dead. Like the other guy got killed. He, he wasn't like in the jail. People went to that jail and got killed. Blah. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not in the j- right. He's not in the jail. He's sold. This is before he goes to jail. Well, mm-hmm. Fifty percent. But yeah. He was, yeah, this is be- remember. This is before he goes to jail. Oh, okay. This is before jail, right? This is well, R- Raj Rash- L- Thank you. I'll explain more. Okay, Yosef left Mitzrayim. Yosef is in his father's house. He gets thrown in the pit and then sold to Mitzrayim. The first stop is the house of Potiphar. Mm -hmm. The first stop is, yeah. It's not in the musical. Uh, Maybe not. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't see it. it. it But I know the songs, but I didn't see it. So he goes to the house of Potiphar. (laughs) Let's just remember. That. So let me explain the chronology again for a second. Okay, he's in, the, he's in, he's in his father's house. He gets told to Mitzrayim. Boom, straight to have the Potifar. At the end of the story, Potifar has he end up leaving Potiphar's house because Potiphar's wife is interested in him. Right, Yose is very successful, and all is good. They love him, and they love him too much that she goes after him, and he says no, and she says he came after me, and they send him to the jail. Then he's in the jail. He meets the two guys, the Sarofim and Saramashkim. Mashkim. He interprets their dreams. He waits two more years, and then he comes out and goes to Piro. Okay, so it's fine. I'm glad you asked, because the truth is, other people probably would have asked. Should have asked also. Okay, so fine. So I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out that it's funny, right? Hashem's with him. How do you know Hashem's with him? is see Hashem hanging on his shoulder. With him the sentence before that says God was with Yosef and he was a successful man. Yeah. So how's the, how's Potiphar? not have to do with God? Well, maybe he says he, like, he was a like successful a man. What does that okay. mean? He must have had some success. Right. Oh, so why does Potiphar think that What's that do with God? Yeah, Potiphar right? doesn't, doesn't, doesn't like, oh, Potiphar's like, oh, it must <laughs> be the Bonsholem. Because he's successful. You know, yeah, he's successful. He's <laughs> smart. I don't know. Like what, right. what, um, what, what makes, him, what he does have to do with Hashem? He well, maybe that was Yosef's his his behavior. No. Like maybe Yosef was dominating or. Oh. Like no, like acting as a Maybe he was seen, maybe he was religious in some way. Was, you know, Maybe there's something was, about him that seemed Jewish. That okay, good. So, so what you're pointing out, Dina, is that in order for Potiphar to realize that Yosef is, hash, God is with this man, right? There must be something that Yosef is doing that is related to God in some way that makes, for, oh, this, this guy, this is like I mean, a man yeah, of God. And things go so well. Is, must be God helps right. this guy out. Right, good. So that's exactly what, what Rashi says skip ahead, skip to source number six, right? So Rashi says, Ki Hashem Ito, source number six, here I am, mm-hmm. I think it's on page three for you, right? Yeah. Page three, we're going to go to the, mm-hmm. we will come back, don't worry, we're going to come back. Ki Hashem Ito, why, says Rashi, Shem shagur b'fiv. that Yosef would talk about mm. God a lot, and we actually, this is not... This is not random. This is and not he hard. Said this was Baruch Hashem. Yeah, yeah. How'd it go? Baruch Hashem, great. You no, know, Hashem, help me out. But the, bay- he but he but the truth is, something? but we're gonna find in the text actually, mm-hmm. if you would go through it when you take a look later. Yosef uses God's name all the time, huh. right? When he goes to speak to the to the the Sar Ophim Mashkim in the jail, what did they say? Can you can you interpret our dreams? He goes, Hash- Hashem interprets dreams. Mm-hmm. Right? And when he comes out and he's speaking to Paro and he's like, Paro's like, wow, you're made. He goes, it's not me, it's Hashem. O- over and over again, he talks about the Yabon Right, he, he does talk about Hashem a lot then. So it's not surprising to say he's talking about Hashem here too in the house of Potiphar. This is not like surprising. This is actually, we find that, that Yosef talks about Hashem a lot in Mitzrayim, okay, which was probably unusual. Right? It's probably unusual. And, and it wasn't happening when he was younger and immature. Well, we don't, we don't see him. that. But we don't see mm-hmm. that. And we don't like, see well, a dream that I ah, very good. Right? Like, we don't see true. that part of him right. when he's seventeen in his father's house. Right. And that co- his father is tutoring him on what he learned in the shame the Right. So it, it didn't impact him until later on when there was a void. Well, in his life. I, well right. very good. So, so I, again, I can't tell you what did or didn't happen. All I'm saying is that mm-hmm. the Torah very clearly, right is taking us through the maturation process of Yosef. And watch what happens next. Okay, he's in the house. Remember, he just got thrown in the pit and sold to Mitzrayim. He was probably in a pretty low place, right? Yosef sort of had been, I'm not saying he deserved it, but he was sort of put in his place a little bit, right? You think you are all that. Now he is all the way down. He gets to Mitzrayim, gets to work. And what is all of a sudden we find that he's doing is he's talking about God a lot and he's finding success. So much so, so he's talking about God so much, right? That it seems that that Potiphar like says, "Wow, this guy is like this man of God must have God by his side." Right? V- that takes a certain level of humility, right? To be working in that way. Right? To be talking that way. Right? A person doesn't say, you know, I, I guess you could, Baruch Hashem, Hashem's with me. Ooh, you could do that. But typically, the baruch, you know, you know, when, it's, when it's real, Baruch Hashem, it's like it's coming from a place of, no, it's not me. And you find Yosef talk that way later. It's not me. It's Hashem. That's not how Yosef would talk to his brothers when he's bringing his his, his multi his, his striped coat. Right? So, but now check out what happens. Okay? And what happens? Um... Fine He gives him everything in his hands. Yosef is in charge of the whole house. He's gotten to the highest point now again. He's up there as the, like the most powerful servant in Mitzrayim, maybe. Right? You know, the most, but a pretty high-level servant. Right? Hashem as Mitzri So Hashem goes as far as to actually make. Potifar become more and more successful on account of Yosef. He's making a lot of money. He's doing great, Potifar. Why? Ever since this, this Jewish guy showed up, we're doing amazing. What kind of business was he in? He was a butcher, it sounds like. But I don't know. We don't know exactly. Okay, but now what happens? Pasuk oh, Zion. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Most important Pasuk. Vav. Where are you? Where am I? I'm in Pasuk Vav. Oh, I have it okay. Got it? In source number four. I know it's a lot of Pasuk here, but this is so cool. He gives everything over to Yosef. He doesn't... He, every detail of his life is organized by Yosef. Chazal say, except for his wife. Okay? And then what does the Torah tell us? And by the way, Chazal say, it's like, he, he had everything was over to Yosef, of course, except for his own relationship with his own wife. Right? Says the Torah now. And Yosef was really handsome. Sorry? Yosef was really handsome? What in the world does that have to do with the story? Why? At this stage? Next, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, good. So there are two approaches in the Rishonim to explain that pasuk. What's one approach? That he got cocky again. Ah, oh. Okay, good. So that's that's, that's 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 good, 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 good. good no, 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 no. It's good. Go to source number seven. Okay. Right, source number seven says Rabbin Mechaii VeYihyosef Yefei Tori Fei Mare. Source number seven. You see where I am? Yeah. Gila Lano Akosu BaYofiav Asher ro Tiva To Give your Yirtel. So that's not what Jenny said what is the reason why the Torah tells me how handsome he is? The same reason the Torah tells us why, how, why Avram notices how, how beautiful Sarah is. They're about to go to Mitzrayim. They're going to come after her. So The Torah tells you, by the way, she was very beautiful. Okay? So, you, so the same thing here. Why does the Torah tell me how beautiful Yosef is, how handsome he is? Because what's going to happen next? The, the, it's not random that she's going to come after him. He's a very handsome guy. There's only one problem with that. We already know Yosef is handsome. How do we know? Actually, that's not true. I shouldn't say that. We, we, we know already that from Chazal that he was, you know, let, let's back up. That's, the, forget the problem. It makes a lot of sense. Good. But the Medrash says something else. Look at the Medrash. Okay? Uwe um, Medrash, see the next paragraph? Kevan shara Yosef as hazos Once Yosef got all this success in Potiphar's house, What happened? Once again, Yosef is now on the rise. And what happens to him? Hey, I am pretty good. Right? Starts to eat and drink. He starts to get the gel out again. Right? What happened? What's going on here? Right? I was able to forget my father's house. Right? Your father's worried about you, and you're gelling your hair. I'm sorry, there's some letters that are added there in the, in the as like hyperlinks in the bar That's why there's the extra letters there. But what's gonna happen? I'm gonna trip you up again, okay? But like Jenny said, take this measure the right way. Yosef knew who he special, and what happens? He gets a little too caught up in who he is. And what happens to him? Thrown in the pit, sold to, be, to slavery. All of a sudden we hear, Shem Shemayim, Shrugam, Refeb. Oh, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, it's Hashem, it's not me, right? What happens then? He shoots up again. Right? And what happens to him now again? The same thing. why is it Torah telling me? Yosef, yifei tarb, yifei All of a sudden, who started to notice? Not Asha's Potiphar. He did. Yosef. Yosef starts to notice it again. He rises again. He starts to notice himself a little too much, and what happens? Hashem sends Aisha's potifar after, him. and Aisha's potifar comes after him, and Yosef has a moment, right, where he's stuck. Now, in that moment, to decide what to do, right? And so Chazal tells us what happened. He sees his he father's, father's face, face, face thing, right? Yeah. So is the is the father's face yeah, yeah, like yeah. a like, <laughs> like a like a like Hashem gave him this? Hashem this like this epiphany? Right, but what's that story in the Medrash all about? That Yosef is, she's there waiting for him. And his father's face is in the window. Which, by the way, wasn't a reflection in the glass because there was no glass in the window. It was just an empty space. Right? He sees that face. What's that? What's that about? That's about all of this. Right? Am I into myself? And I'm awesome. And I'm and I'm awesome. And I can do anything I want. And I can get anything I want. Right? Or is this awesomeness being given to me for a reason and there's something more that's supposed to happen and I'm supposed to follow my father, right? And it's in that moment where he makes that decision, by and he holds back, he doesn't go, he runs away from her, he gets thrown into jail. Again, Yosef goes from here, boom, all the way down again, right? At that point, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, we'd have to check the pasuk. I don't believe we're ever told again about how handsome Yosef was. I don't the tells us that again. Right? In fact, what does happen is he heads up in jail. Right? He answers the dreams. Again, he rises up in the jail. He becomes powerful in the jail. They like him, etc., Right? And, uh, and what happens? They, uh, they end up, right? He ends up interpreting the dreams and he comes back to Paro. He comes back to next week's Parsha. What what is the, what does he doing against to Paro? All of a sudden, you see Shem Shamaim Shugger is not in the Medrash anymore. It's on the pages of the text. And everything that Paro says to him, he says, right? It's not me. This is all God. And what does Paro exclaim in response? Have you ever seen a person, a Sherulch Elokimbo? He says about him. This is a man of God. And, and Paro decides to put him in charge of all of Mitzrayim. Right, he's now at the highest point. Where he, right, like the graph would be like this, right? Like, boom, like, you know, and like like, now he's hit, like the, real, but he had to fall first, again, right? But now he's back up top. And now, once he's up top, what happens? They give him an Egyptian name, they give him Safnas Paneach, right? And Yosef is the one person in the Torah whose name is changed, and that name is never seen again. We don't ever find it used. He's called Yosef forever. He's never called Safnas Paneach. What's the what's going on there? is that Yosef learns to remain Yosef. Even with all of the grandeur and all of the gedula and the majesty and the power, Yosef remains Yosef all the way through now. He's finally learned that lesson. He doesn't have to get knocked down anymore. And it's only through this process of the rise and fall and the rise and fall that Yosef is able to work himself out and figure out what Hashem wants from him. And it's because of this Whole process, which takes time, up and down, right, that he ends up ending up where he does. Take a look. Take a look uh, at source number ten. You no, know, before we do that, just take a look at source number nine for one second. All right, Source number nine is actually in that moment when he's about to. He's a, he's heading into Seb uh, Ashes Potifar, right? So the Torah tells us it's that day and what happens he comes into the to the house la sos <laughs> smilacho to do his work the mother has ma khlokos what that means look at switch number 9 in the bottom ravushmuel khar amar malacho ma means want to be with me he do his work khamar la so srakhov ima right he wanted to malacho <laughs> he wanted to be with her right el shani dumusti yukno shalaviv ketis <laughs> mesakha soda right and now gamal ever response are that these two approaches, like, like and he just, like, doing his thing, or, no, he's, in, he's ready to do the wrong thing. It's sort of like this balance of what's happening in his life. On the one, he wants to do the right thing, on the other hand, he feels drawn to that approach, right? To, to, to indulge because of who he is, and he chooses the right way, right? But take a look at verse number 10, look what she says. Joseph then found himself on the brink of spiritual disaster, right, this is in this moment. The plight of the poor and downtrodden, exiled from their land, and persecuted by hard taskmasters is difficult enough, but doubly dangerous is the plight of one who achieves favor in the eyes of his masters, so that they advance him for their own needs to the highest positions. But here a miracle happened to Joseph, on the brink of the complete eclipse of his spiritual loyalties, to the faith and the way of life of Abraham and his father Jacob, he was dismissed from his position and lost all that he had acquired during his slavery. This is amazing. What was the greatest chesed that Hashem did for him at that moment? Can you throw him in jail? It, I guess. Or yeah. If you, you would have asked us, what a, ho- what a horrible thing happens to Yosef? Gets thrown in jail again? What, what, what do you want from this guy? And what's the real answer? Getting thrown in jail was the best thing that could have happened to him. Right? Thus he was saved. What stood him in good stead at that time? The psalmist says, happy is he who had the God of Jacob as his help. Our sages tell us that Yosef suddenly saw in front of him the image of his father Jacob and was saved from temptation. He was saved by the fact that he still cherished the memories of the traditions which his father had handed down to him. So that even in the darkness and remoteness of exile, the image of his father still hovered in front of him and saved him from temptation. At that moment, when he's stuck in between these two places, he, he doesn't know what to do. And he's on the one hand, sees what he's able to become in this foreign place and the level that he's risen to, and on the other hand, he starts to realize what he's going to lose if he gives in, and, and sort of like, takes that next step into that world. Right? And by choosing the other way, he's going he's to get thrown down. But then he's going to be able to, to, to build himself and have that result, Right? Look what she says. Fascinating. It doesn't usually give a lot of musar And by the way, this is a translation of the Hebrew, but she writes, but what of those who have only caught second or third hand glimpses of their ancient traditions and shadows of the ancestral image during moments of Torah study in their childhood? do they certainly stand a chance of being saved amidst alien cultures and, and, and climes? Fascinating, right? Yosef is, 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 is two things at the same time. Yosef is a story of a person with incredible charisma and leadership potential, right? which could be used for amazing things and can also be used for horrible things, which we know. Right? Charisma is not, is not always you know, such a great... Charisma, like anything else, is a big nisayon. who are like these super charismatic people and everybody's drawn to them, and, and they're amazing, and everyone wants to be with them. And it's not some, right? It's a hard life. It's a hard new silent for those people because when you have everybody wants to be your best friend and everyone wants to do whatever you want, you know, it, you put in positions where you can really make, you know, take advantage of that. Um, he's, so he's that on the one hand. Right, this person who kind of struggles with that, like incre- he's Yosef is clearly one of those guys, right? Like everyone wants to be his best friend and everyone wants to hang out with him, and whatever he does just turns to gold. He's like one of these guys, right? And he ends up being that way from Eretz right? And he saves civilization, right? And he saves his family because of that. But at the same time, Yosef is seen always as in Chazal as like the 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 Jew in Gullus, and I think that his struggle in that moment, in, these, in this back and forth, is really the struggle of Klai Yisrael and also. Right? Which is this, sort of, that same up and down, right? We're, we're, we're thrown down, no one wants us, no one's interested in us, and so we're forced to realize we have nothing but ourselves. And we like, we, 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 right? when Amazel Chazat when, when B'nai Yisrael sent to Bavel, Tama Bavli. <laughs> right? Like, some of the most amazing things that happened to us, happened because one of my, one of my kids was writing a story, writing a, a paper about, uh, you know, uh, the Inquisition in Spain. So what happened because of the Inquisition? Sparta communities flourish all in other places, right, as a result of the Inquisition. Right, so there's like so many examples of when we are thrown to the ground that somehow we find ourselves and we, and we huddle up and we recognize our, our identity and then what happens? Wow, these guys are amazing. They have such a great identity. They're like so powerful. They're so strong. And we rise up and then what happens? We get a little too happy right in that place and then somehow we, right, and like not that I pretend to understand how the Shalom runs history. I am not pretend that I do. But, right, but that's very much this, like, this rise and fall, the rise and fall of the Jew in Gallus is very much represented by Yosef. That's why the stories of Yosef are always read during, at least the last number of hundreds of years, during Hanukkah. Right? Hanukkah, which is the Jewish person, the Jews uh, amidst the one, right? The Jews finding themselves, we're not in Gullus yet. Right? We're, at the, we're in that last stage before Gullus, but we are Gullus is coming to us. Right, the Yevanim come ter- 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 to Israel, and they bring this foreign culture, and lots of people get caught up in it. And what's what the, the the culture of Yovan all about? Yafusosoyefes, yeah, yeah, right? It looks the, the 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 way things look on the outside, right? All about the physicality of man, what right? sports, how beautiful they were. Right? It was all about. It's the same. It's the same as Yosef, right? Yafas Torah, Yafas Mareh. It's that whole thing, and they, and lots and lots of Jews get pulled into that. Right? and it takes people to stand up. You know, you know, uh, and his children to stand up in a very strong way to say, "No, that's not who we are." But we do this rise and fall all the time because it, it, we have to. We forget who we are sometimes, and so in that sense, Yosef is such an incredible model because he rises and falls. It's not just this. You know, everything's great. He's amazing, it's Mr. Yosef Atzadik. He's Yosef HaTzadik. He's called, of all of the Avos, he's called HaTzadik. He makes, he, he gets into the most, you know, precarious circumstances sometimes of all the Avos. But he's called Yosef HaTzadik. Why? For this reason. Because a real Tzadik, right? Shever Yipo Fakam. A Tzadik is a person who falls down a lot of times and keeps getting back up. Who gave us all these? Yosef at Tzadik? Uh, I don't know. Sure right. Chazal, yeah. Chazal. I don't, like when, I don't know. First Medrash? That's a good question. Who calls him Yosef at It's a good question. He, it's not, Yosef not come. is not in the Torah. No, for sure not. But neither is. is the Torah. Right. Uh, I don't think so. But, that, yeah, the way Chazal refer to them. Is that in the Medrash, and the Gemara, I have to check. But um, I don't know the first place where he's called at But that's certainly how he gets called forever. Right? And it's interesting because, like, also, like, the side, but he lives a pretty secular life, from what we see, and yet he's the tzaddik. He's right? the most secular of all of them, yeah. right? He lives his whole life in the palace. He doesn't marry. There's a there. there's a whole another parallel between Yosef and mm-hmm. Mordechai. No officiated at, at Yosef's wedding. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, I don't think. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but what? but here, give me money. Here's your jewelry. But, but uh, there's a whole another. We're, we're out of time. There's a whole another mahalach about the connection between Yosef and Mordechai, Mishnah Lamelech. Mm. They're both paraded in the street in royal clothing. It's fascinating stuff, right? So more, we talk more about Yosef in Hanukkah, but Yosef in Purim is also very fascinating. The, the Jew in the, in the non-Jewish court, right? There's a lot, there's a lot there also. And, and, but, but because Yosef is representative of the Jew in Gullus, who goes through this challenge of navigating it. And the, and the key isn't that Yosef finds success in the end, that he finds success, but the key is that Yosef struggles with it forever, probably. Right? and that's the goal Right, is to be to see that, that we at least see it mm-hmm. and we see it and we struggle with it and we work with it and we do our best with it the Torah really doesn't like hardback his end he just kind of ends yeah he, yeah, he dies at some point but, like, but we'll talk more about Yosef you know, next week but this, is, this I think to me is like the bread and butter of what Yosef is really about and what his, what his life is, what the, the trajectory that the Torah wants us to see about him because that really teaches us a lot about him but really more importantly a lot about us